Welcome to Crazy Poultry Inc. I'm your host Ian Gallo Loco, and still with me here once again, Damon the Gobbler Anderson. And we are here for a very special top ten list because this is the first time we were together and we're doing some music. I think I actually think this is my first time doing an album of the year list. Yeah. Um, I did one last year myself. I believe I did my top 20 or top 10. That was 20? Yeah. God. <laughs> well, as we stated when we talked about this, I clearly listened to a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, so going into this, I'm going to set the stage and the parameters about what went in on this. So as I just stated, yeah, I listened to a whole lot. I would arguably say I listened to what, probably two-thirds more than you? <laughs> uh, easily, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you have your way of going on music. I introduce stuff to you. Yeah, and like, I, I have to appreciate, I gotta thank you on that. It's like, you really opened up my eyes to a lot of bands that I never thought, you know, never, if you would have told me seven years, six, seven years ago that I would be listening to a band called Hood and Menace, I'd probably be like, what? Like, probably not. Or, or even black metal, like, yeah. I listened to black metal before, and like, I was kind of like, hey, you know, it's the most I'd ever heard was maybe like Gorgoroth, and I'm yeah. like, eh, but then like, you introduced me to stuff that's more, I would say like, newer school, and I kind of like it a little more, mm-hmm. and so like, I'm like, okay, like. Yeah, and uh, if you were to go on to like, basically to see my Spotify, like, year list of like, what genres I listened to, easily... Top two would be death metal and black metal. Yeah, death so, metal was my number five. Um, and one of the things going into this is because I listened to, again, not trying to show shade on you or anything, but way more than you. Yeah, I mean, you did. There's no denying that. <laughs> um, what I did was, so to kind of try to show as much variety as possible because... Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the biggest genre that we listen to, but we do listen to other stuff, and especially other sub-genres. Um, so what I did was I said, Damon, I'm going to let you go ahead and pick your top ten. And I'm not going to repeat one band that you say. Now let's say there are a couple or a few that you picked, and I was just like, we'll get to that, and I'll be like, damn it. So then that it made me stretch to pick some that I thought that were also very good that maybe would not initially have made mine, but I still really did love these albums. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't want to repeat stuff. Now, if we do this stuff going forward, I'm going to be more lean, lenient on that because some of these albums that you mentioned, are they were definitely in my top five probably. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, I'm going to be lenient more on that, and who knows how we'll go forward with that. Yeah, um, like, like I mentioned, if you if you really have an album that you're just like, 
this is like probably my number one and like I happen to put it on my list like or even a movie or anything like don't feel well yeah movies I'm not so much as that yeah but like don't we, ever feel like you have to change it because it just you know it, I mean it, it makes for more interesting content obviously if we both just sit there like yeah number 10 and then it's just like yeah we agreed this is our favorite and then like if we all have the same opinion on it then yeah like but I like it because like I listen to different music than you do yeah you do and so maybe I can introduce you to stuff that you may you may not like it I mean I, you know I feel like you did try a few times but the way that you were trying to introduce it to me was like through your phone very possible which yeah. was not the best way to go about but it it definitely you know even like just like this where we traded lists pretty much of yeah. like our tops and I listen to yours and you listen to mine and you know you probably you heard a lot of the ones that like came because you introduced them to me but there, you know there, there was literally only one that you put on your list that I knew nothing about yeah so like I mean it's a start but like it definitely well, but then as far as like because music has not been prevalent on this channel yeah like the only ones that have happened is my mom and my uncle kind of briefly talked about it after we did our do the right thing review yeah my uncle and i started a segment here called book of moses go listen to that nice plug there um but this is just as far as with how things are set up right now hard to have this be a running topic yeah Unless it's just one of us talking about, you know, an album or something. Because uh, we, we, we don't get uh, early links. <laughs> We're not in that community right now, so yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, kind of just go in now on it. Uh, before we talk about our top ten albums, uh, I just wanted to state that it is probably pretty clear. I, I know you felt like trying to argue this, but... I, I feel like it was pretty definite that our number one EP that we listened to this year was uh, from uh, this band, uh, Lorna Shore. came out was easily in my rotation so many times uh number one because it is to me a true ep it's only i think like 18 minutes yeah three songs uh that which is from it's just a song to the hellfire which was easily one of my favorite songs that was released during the year i'm pretty sure you showed me it was your number one played song (laughs) uh it was in the top five list yeah it it was in my top list of most played songs too because it also is very easy to just put on a playlist that i just wanted to listen to and it's fun yeah like, uh and also the big factor for me is that lona shore was the first concert for us since the pandemic yeah and it was great like his vocals transition a lot better than i thought they were going to because that's a hard i mean especially if you've heard the song there's some heavy screams in there like there's some like ones that you're like his throat must be dying 
Yeah. And or does he have a yeah? Or demon does he even? Him? Yeah, like there's something because like he gets some crazy. You know, obviously we're talking about Will Ramos, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, he just kind of came out of nowhere as their new vocalist, and he's just killed it. And I'm I'm really hoping to see what else we get because that if this is just like the start, mm-hmm. man, if they do a full length album, oh god. And he also just seems like a very cool guy too, and from what interviews I've seen of him. In fact, there were a number of times where he was given a questionnaire or something, and I'm like, wow, dude, we click on so many things. Yeah, like, he seems like a down-to-earth guy, kid. And, and one of his favorite horror movies of the past few years, Hereditary. Yeah, he's... One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, and, I mean, I might dig into a little bit of this later on, um, but this also, to me, was not the biggest uh, death courier. Yeah. Um, and deathcore is a, a genre that I do like, but it's not one of the biggest things. Well, I feel like it's one of the. Most it does get a lot of shit on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really easy to make some deathcore. I feel like like it's the easiest genre to kind of jump into. So I feel like a lot of bands, it's easy to transition into that. Mm-hmm. So that's well, very possible. I, to me, the. The thing is that there's so many that borrow just the same sound and element. Yeah. Um, and when I heard that, before I listened to this and I heard uh, Will was like the next up and coming like deathcore vocalist king, I was like, okay, come come on, yeah. man, don't don't put it that high. I will, however, say this does have me very intrigued to hear more from him. I'm not giving him that title, but that's also a subject of title yeah um there's still a vocalist that i put more at the top of the list for me but that's just because i've listened to him longer yeah um but the fact that this ep to me beat out so many full-length death deathcore albums is a testament to i think that how much they put into effort on this and again they just hold that spot now of being the first show i saw since the pandemic so i'm like thank you guys and i hope everything gets right and good in the future especially i'm hopeful to see what they got coming yeah um so yeah uh now going into our top 10 list of the year and we're going to be going back and forth trading your number 10 then my number 10 we're going to play clips once we get closer into like the top three and stuff but as of right now you know we're going back and forth between you know discussing our top 10s and all that yeah and uh so to start off uh, would you please uh introduce what your number 10 album of 2021 was so my number 10 is united in chaos by summoning summoning the how do you say it lich lich And so this album was one that was recommended by Ann. And I didn't know what to think because the album cover is super cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, one of the coolest like, album covers I've seen in a while. And 
So it's like, you know, I always make these playlists and sometimes I get to albums and I'm like, ah, you know, it is what it is, not really my thing. Well, this one came on and I was like, okay, like this is actually something more that started to really like start crank up and crank up and I'm like, I actually, I actually really dig this one. I, I love the way that, I love the style that they're going with, like I love the heaviness of it. I love the fact that, you know, they, they seem very free and their style like I, I feel like they feel very free playing and that's a big thing for me like I like bands that like clearly enjoy their craft and aren't just making you know and you know I'm sure we'll get into that but they're just not making whatever just seems to be like the big thing like they are just clearly in love with music and I can appreciate that uh, I think my favorite song on the album is Demon of the Snow I, I think I that's probably the one I would choose that kind of really spark me the most mm -hmm. um but overall like the band is just it's fun it's it's cool like they got some cool artwork mm -hmm. and yeah no I, I really dug it that was my number that was definitely my number 10. so this was the first one of a couple where i was like damn you because <laughs> <laughs> This album would probably have fallen very high up on my list. Uh, to me, this feels like that they are like the next up and coming like Black Dahlia murder. Yeah, uh, I definitely kind of get that vibes from it. And but the thing that I'll actually give them that they do currently though have over Black Dahlia murder as much as I love Black Dahlia murder, I love the bass work. Yeah, he they can go freely and do some solos. The fact that you know he can keep up with all this and just keep it going and stuff um i would say easily my favorite song is the clip uh, from descend yeah because it was my most played song of the year and though <laughs> and that and that chorus just rang so true to me and i was just like and if there's ever a song that had a chorus that was meant for you damon it was that one <laughs> descend into the darkness below from the depths madness swallows you whole which I also like, wow, that's also a great uh, Joker theme. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything negative about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the artwork, like I said. Uh, I think that the song structure, and I think that it was only like barely 40 minutes long, which is perfect. Yeah. Um, if I were to give some kind of a criticism, I would maybe say I didn't listen to the whole album as many times as I did like That's Descend uh, the opening track I think is also really good because again they got that from Black Dahlia Murder they start off with a banger and just keep going Yeah. so that's another big positive to me uh, yeah this easily I would probably say is my breakout of the year because I think that this is their first album Yeah. Um, so but, um, I might have to check that. I think they had another one as well. It may have, but I don't know if it was available on Spotify. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, so Summoning the Lich was definitely a big one for me. So after I then saw that, I was like, well, okay, so now I got to change up and now pick something for my number 10. So, and as I said, I wanted to show some variety. Um, so I decided to go with, I would maybe say, the most interesting album that I have on my list. And that is uh, Panopticons and again Into the Light. 
this is some American folk slash country black metal. <laughs> and this is to true black metal style. This is all music composed by one guy. Yeah. He does literally everything. And I'm trying to remember if I do remember this right. Pretty sure he's based out of Tennessee or Kentucky. That makes sense. So, <laughs> you know, another Kentucky kind of reference here. Yeah, good on you. Uh, there's some positive vibes there. Um, the fact that black metal like this came from the United States, from the Midwest region. <laughs> yeah, don't tell that to the other black metal people. They, they may be like, no, it's not from Norway. It's not so good. And uh, here's another great example. Uh, he's also uh, in no way a racist. <laughs> yeah. So good on him. <laughs> uh, and the fact that he plays everything himself. He, uh, I don't know if it was this album, but I believe in the last album, which was a double album, he actually recorded in a cabin in the woods, and you can tell and feel that. I definitely need to check that out because yeah. personally my thoughts on it was I actually really liked this album mm -hmm. and honestly it might have made the list if I even knew it existed because it's fun. It's I'm pretty sure I recommended it to you. It probably just I probably just missed it. There was segments where you just give me a big list of stuff and I'd be like, Yeah, I'm trying to add them all mm -hmm. and so I very well looked over this one and I mean the only thing I don't like is the time. Like it says it's an hour it's an hour and 11 minutes, minutes. Eight songs i mean now now this has nothing to do with the music itself but that's also a very interesting thing with me and my mom uh 111 is one of our big things like if we ever see that it we see it everywhere yeah it's always actually a good omen so when i looked at this album and i saw that it was an hour and 11 minutes i was like 111 yeah this is gonna be a good album now well that's the only thing that i could do without like i mean I'm not a fan of super long albums, and it's not super super long albums. There's obviously a lot longer ones, but this one, I mean, at least the good thing is you don't quite necessarily feel so much like you're listening to an hour and eleven minutes. It's just like, you know, because the thing with black metal is some black metal can get very old really fast, mm -hmm. and he is stylistically like you can tell tell like the country takes yeah. on it, like country and like the folk, like, and I think that's why I dug it so much is because. It's different. Like, I like the black metal style, but like I said, sometimes it gets old. Mm -hmm. And he changes it up, and like, that's why I dig it. And like I said, that's why you don't don't talk to any black metal people, like, about it. Because they're like, like they said, they're, they're, black metal is probably the worst gatekeepers of all the metal scene. <laughs> they're very bad about it. But I dig it. Like, I really, I really did. There, there are very good, like, people like that in the black metal community. But the thing that sucks is that they're mostly in the States. Yeah. So they don't get the big recognition. I would say, like, as far as, like, with that kind of recommendation, that him him and Midnight, yeah. who is based out of Cleveland, are probably my top two as far as black metal acts, like, as far as here. Um, so, yeah, Panopticon, great album. Uh, I look forward to hearing more of this. So... Now we're moving on to your number nine. And what was that? Uh, my number nine is Wallflowers by Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> 
So, uh, my, my favorite song running on this is Dead Hands Feel No Pain. Mm. Um, I really dig the one, just the style of the song, but like that was a perfect clip to just show one of the reasons why I love not only this band, but this album. Like, you hear the weird style, just like it's just all hitting together, but it's mashing together in this synchronicity that's just, it's beautiful. And I, you know, I'm going to go on the record and say Tatiana is officially my favorite female vocalist. One is she's gorgeous, but two, she can really hammer out her vocals because when she wants to sing beautifully, it sounds like a fucking angel, just perfect. But when she wants to really hit it, like you're like, okay, you went from angel to Satan real fast. Like <laughs> you, you hit it hard and like she is just, she is such a good vocalist. And it really comes through on this album, if anything. Like it really shows her power of vocals. And not to mention the band around her is just killer. Like they, they both, the last album and this album, they both just knock it out of the park and the way the play, like the way they play. Like they really can, like, I mean, they can really play. Like <laughs> they have a lot of talent. They, they can play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, I knew this had to make the list somehow because we were discussing it and like, I was just like, yeah, like it is a really good album. Like, and I had to re-listen to it and I'm glad I did because it. I just realized how much I actually really enjoyed the album. So, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah, so two straight, so two knives now. <laughs> <laughs> Where I had to go, damn it, Damon. Because, uh, yeah, I, I really dug this album a whole lot, too. Uh, the biggest appreciation that I give this album and this band right now is because of all the tension that they got with, uh, I believe it was Marco, the last album. Yeah. Or Micro. Um, it was a very good album. It got a lot of attention and a lot of airplay with catchy songs, like On the Top. And, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just like, okay, are they going to are they gonna, are they going to stay this way, or are they going to go a little commercial? And this album is heavier than the last album oh, and yeah. they basically just said fuck no we're gonna get heavier um as you just mentioned tatiana is my personal favorite female vocalist right now there are a couple of other ones i put up high high too as far as like being able to do other yeah genres but as far as like one that i'm more captivated by it's her um Funny enough, one that might get mentioned a little bit later. <laughs> uh, I and like you said, she can go from these growls that are so demonic to like this kind of calm, angelish quality. I do think that she's not gonna try to stretch her range as far as like trying to go like falsetto. Because yeah, I'm kind of glad about that though. Because like... because well, I I feel like that would be kind of taken away from yeah their actual sound because i i would say that they're a technical progressive band um and like you mentioned i would if it wasn't for tatiana i would say the rhythm section is the standout yeah because that drummer is crazy good and he doesn't even have an elaborate set yeah it's very simplistic it's, the, it's all it's all in you know how good of a player you are. The bass player I think is amazing, yeah. and I love all those little ding 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 that he yeah. throws in there. Is that little jazz thing? Um, if I only ever have one 
personal criticism that knocks their albums down a little is like he's he's a very talented guitar player. I want to hear some solos. Yeah, that's there's, fair. There's never solos. And I understand that maybe you just aren't feeling it or, you know, you just don't want to sometimes. Like, I talked to a buddy of mine that's a very good guitarist, and I said, why did I hear more solos on this album as far as your current album? And he said, well, I just wasn't really feeling it. Like, and I mean, that's fair. It's fair. Maybe you're just in like a sink and you're just like, no, like we're so good right now together. Like this is just, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Like we, we feel it. Like this is our passion. This, not a passion, but like this is our, we're in the moment and this is he, like this is, this is us. And yeah, I don't want to take the, I don't want to go solo. I want us to continue to just develop this masterpiece within ourselves. Like, um, and for me, as far as, tracks that stand out I'm gonna go with Voltrex is my song on it Um, but I also really like uh, Wallflowers yeah I mean the whole album is full of great songs but Wallflowers to me was like the most personal song because it also was written during lockdown yeah and her kind of going through that so I was like I could feel that so that's why I liked it so much so yeah another solid from Ginger, uh, <laughs> it's a question on now. Uh, this is, I believe, their third or fourth full-length album. I think it's fourth. So, where are they gonna go? Yep. Yeah, what are what's their fifth take gonna be? Is it gonna be another Wallflowers, or are they gonna stretch it? Because I think it was like their first album full-length that I was. I was kind of mixed on because they had some stylistic choices that I was yeah like there's a couple songs I like from them and yeah but I mean as far as right now they're knocking it out of the park for me um so now going on to my next one uh my number this year (laughs) I'm gonna keep it with the black little thing because that's where they ended up falling and uh that is uh I'm not even going to attempt. Um, okay, I'm going to. I believe the album is called Zang. <laughs> Zing Ting by Lang. By Lang. I think that's the This is some black metal from Taiwan, of all places. Yeah, like, I I, I couldn't, like, clearly it's an Asian language. I just couldn't quite pinpoint it. So, Taiwanese, huh? Yeah. Um, This is their take on some extreme black metal with some, a little bit of progressive elements because then there's also some keyboards in there. They slow it down a few times. Um, I just... Also really like the album cart artwork. Uh, take on jellyfish. Jellyfish, they look cool. <laughs> they don't mess with them though. Yeah. <laughs> they they will uh, get you. <laughs> and um, it, and if you're kind of wondering as far as like with uh, the lyrics wise, if you can't translate them because you know they're in Taiwan. Uh, here here's a here's what this album 
is about, and you'll understand why it's definitely a black metal thing. So it tells a horrifying visions while in a coma, f- foaming after being shot during a carjacking, and c- the tumultuous recovery from this trauma. <laughs> If that's not black metal, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the guitar work is really good on this. Um, I love the atmosphere it gives, and knowing that that's what the concept is, I could feel it and hear it. And even though I have no idea what the fuck he's saying, <laughs> because of the style of black metal that they're going for, which is this screeching, almost you can't understand it, that's kind of what black metal is, so they're paying homage to, you know, the ones that came before them, and they're adding their own flavor to it. Um, and I especially now can't wait for your reaction to this, because I remember after you listened to this the first time I recommended it. Yeah, so. um, my take on it is, I, I couldn't really stand it. <laughs> I know that's probably uh, disheartening to you, but... It's not disheartening. I, just, I, I like, the, the, the band is clearly talented. Like, it's not like I'm just dissing the talent. Like, it's just, their lead singer gives me a migraine. Just the the, the, the howling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it's just, you know, it's just, I can't get through it. It's it's hard. Like, clear, if it was just the music, like, if they took him out, no, I'd probably like be... instrumental. <laughs> yeah, I actually probably would be like, oh, okay, this is not too bad. But, like, just that, the... <laughs> like, it just sounds like... A guy in Salem Asylum having a sex with a washing machine. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, 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 it really just. Unfortunately, like that. This was one of the few on the list. I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's it is what it is. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that like it's probably really taboo. The fact that they're Taiwanese and making black metal because it's probably a little weird, and they probably could potentially go to prison. Um, <laughs> So, I appreciate that fact, but as far as, you know, thing, I just, it's not really my thing. I mean, to be fair, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I'm not, I'm not going to diss you on that. Uh, for one thing, because black metal is very hard to ever stand, mostly. Yeah. I like some and, black metal, like I said, it's just, I, I just, I don't know, something and, about his voice. just. And I mean, how you would talk about this is exactly my reaction to be, yeah... Black metal is. Yeah, it, sounds about right. <laughs> black, black, black metal is also supposed to be off-putting to some people the way they sound sometimes. So yeah, that was the point of the music. Yeah, it was like, no, we don't want you listening to this. This is our thing. We don't want you to like this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we we might disagree on that, that, but you know, it's our own personal taste, yeah. and I just appreciate for what they did and with the fact like that's the concept and I could feel that it's cool yeah. like it's cool concept and everything and just now but anyways now moving on to your what would be number eight yeah my number Outline. eight um is probably another knife <laughs> and that is the work by Rivers of Nile
So, uh, their last album for me was arguably probably my favorite album of that year because it was so technically good and it was just beautiful sound. And like, you know, it's hard when you have an album that is that good going to the next one, like we've discussed a few times already. It's hard when you have an album that is great and going to the next one because you're just like, are you going to live up to the hype? Are you going to just fall flat? Like, what is going to happen? And although I think the last album was a better album, I'd argue that this is still a really good album, even though it didn't quite hit the mark. It is still a very solid album. It is beautiful. It's fun. The art, artwork is beautiful. Like, you're probably mm-hmm. going to hear me say that a million times, this whole thing, but I love the artwork on it. Um, uh, my favorite song is uh, The Void, of which no sound escapes. Like, I think arguably that's my, at least in my opinion, my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Just the way they go about it. Like, it, it, it is a very beautiful song. Um, and, you know, they're, they're a band that's not afraid to slow it down and take it, you know, chill it out before. <laughs> like, they, they're not like, some bands, you know, especially like with, we discussed black metal, sometimes black metal just like instantly hits you in the face and it's just like they're punching you in the face. You're like, am I going to get a break? They're like, when I'm done, you know, like, so like I, I can appreciate the fact that they are taking it and slowing it down in some spots. And like, you know, like I said, it may not be that as good as the last album, but I still think it was a very solid album. At least out of all the albums I've listened to this year, it was one of my favorites. So you might be slightly happier to hear that it wouldn't be as big of a knife <laughs> because uh, this would have this probably did have a chance to make my top ten. But here's the thing: I do really like this album. I do think it's very good. Uh, my personal standouts on the album are from the clip that I just played. Clean. I really like that guitar work yeah. in it. Um, you then mentioned the void in, uh, from which no sound escapes because that to me was like the close where it felt like with the last album from yeah. one of the owls. Um, and then I also really liked more. I'm trying to say that right because it's all caps with a question mark. Yeah. Um, I would say the only thing that I felt with this album that detracted it as far as like, if I have to compare it to the other one is, I wanted more uh, saxophone. <laughs> yeah, that that was the and, one thing that like I honestly appreciated a lot about the last album was the fact that like there was so much cool saxophone. And um, I and I mean I understand that they did actually say that they did not want to get labeled the saxophone band. That's fair. <laughs> which, yeah, it's just then I want the other elements to just be as good as what the saxophone would bring. Yeah, the saxophone was dope. And, in this one, they brought in uh, keyboards and stuff like that, and I was just like, it's okay, but couldn't you just put more sax there? Yeah. Um, I guess, to be fair, you're one of those people. You're exactly the people they're talking about. They're just like, huh, I need more sax. Like, <laughs> um, and I think if I remember right, it's uh, in the end of Dreaming Black Clockwork. Uh, there is a very, very long just like wind gasp. Just yeah. Like, I'm like that is something you usually hear on like a black metal album. Yeah. But this one to me, <laughs> it went like, a little yeah. long. I was like, okay, maybe cut it here. 
so yeah i do think that it is a very good album it's just not as re-listenable to me as the last one which was yeah. where the owls know my name so very good but just it just barely would have missed mine um and my number so now my number eight is a ba- band from here in indiana called wolf tooth that is blood and iron stated uh these guys are from richmond indiana and this album is the most recent album on this list it came out in december um and i clearly as you can see here damon in the studio <laughs> i got their last album on cassette <laughs> um and which was called valhalla and i think i like that artwork more than i like the I mean, artwork. yeah, this current artwork, yeah, I don't like as much, but this is actually a challenge to the previous album as far as music-wise yeah. to me. Um, I had, I just knew I had to throw in an Indiana band here because I have to show support to Indiana bands. And yeah. the, well, nec- yeah. the next one that was close was a band called Wraith. Yeah. And they are surprisingly a black metal band <laughs> themed in Indiana. So yeah, that's, that's a little weird. But who knew? Who would have thought corn would make you so angsty? <laughs> uh, Slipknot. <laughs> you know what? Fair. <laughs> um, but I decided to go with Wolf Tooth because as soon as I listened to this album, I fell head over heels for it because it again felt like that kind of throwback to like Iron Maiden with the galloping yeah. kind of th- throw. And what I did not know is that. These guys are actually 13-year veterans. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, the lead guitar... Well, I don't know if he's the lead guitarist, but he sometimes plays solo. Is also the vocalist. And you can kind of tell if you look at him. Uh, he's a <laughs> very seasoned. <laughs> they all look pretty seasoned, actually. But he's really seasoned. But you know what that means? They have experience under their belt. And they yeah. know how to craft songs. Uh and again, if I have to mention them, Iron Maiden also came out yeah, yeah. this year. For, so for me, like this band was very, it was a lot of like Viking metal. Like, mm. that's kind of what I get from it. And my favorite song is the title track, Blood and Iron. Yeah. Like, I dig like the slow build up into it, and then it's just like, meow. I was like, okay, like, you know, I actually really dig this. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun album, you know? Like, I don't know if it would make my top, but it'd probably be. Pushing that, it may easily make top twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a fun. I like I like bands like that. Like I like bands that I can listen to and I can have a fun time. And this is a band. Like it's not overly, you know, like it, you know, with black metal. Yeah, like I could get bored with black metal. Yeah, I really could because like it's, you know, I'm depressed as is. I <laughs> like having like music that's depressing all the time would just be like, oh my god. Um, but this. Like, this is actually, it's fun. Like, it's entertaining to listen to. And, I mean, you know, 
I, I really dug it. I yeah. To me, that they fell like into that classic heavy metal and not trying to border on like power metal. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, which there's nothing wrong because there's a little bit of power metal coming up. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Blood and Iron, I thought was a solid song. I also really liked the clip track broken sword uh voyage i also thought was really strong too um but again i have to uh, i'm trying to keep up also with as much of these kind of bands that i find out that are from my home state because they need the recognition also gonna throw in there from last year for bloomington's own thrown in iron can't wait for when they put out new music <laughs> yeah um so yeah, uh, now moving on, and what is your next one? So my next one, uh, which would be what, number seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is Ken by Whitechapel. So, Ken, uh, their last album was easily probably, again, one of my favorites of the year. The Valley. The Valley. Like, The, the Valley was a, it was a great album. I mean, again, easily one of the best. Probably one of the best that they've actually put out, I would say. Um, and, you know, Whitechapel's a band that I, I am sort of new to. Like, I mean, I kind of, I knew of them. Like, I know Phil Bozeman's obviously a legend. Um, but... I, I was never really super big into him. I listened to the last album and like like I could really understand like like he really portrayed his pain in the album. Like I feel like it was very deep and personal to him. And I think this is kind of another way he tried to think. My my, my favorite song in here is a Blood Soak Symphony. That was like I believe the first single that came off the album. Um and I, I think he tried to I think he's at a point in his life where he's writing music that he wants to write about, you know, like something that really means a lot to him. And I think this album is the same thing. Like, you know, you got titles like Lost Boy and Orphan, and it's definitely a deep meaning to his life and his self. And I, I that's what I can really appreciate about this album. Okay. So, uh, this is where we're gonna kind of depart. Um, I am never gonna take anything away from Phil Bozeman. He is easily my favorite deathcore vocalist, and I love that he puts a lot of personal writing into the music. And I can feel it. My problem with this is this is not a deathcore album. If they tell me that this is a progressive death metal album, I have barely any problems with it. But there is so much clean on yeah. this album that it got 
actually hard for me to keep coming back to this album. And I mean, as you mentioned, uh, Blood Soak Sympathy is probably my favorite track because it is the heaviest track on yeah. here. Um, and you mentioned uh, Orphan. Yeah. I would say that is easily a great song. If there wasn't so much other songs that had clean in it. Yeah. As soon as it would have got down to that length and then that clean kind of, I don't want to use this word, but ballad almost, um, I, I would not have as big of an issue yeah. with it. Also, in between Orphan and Without Us, there's also Without You, which is just an acoustic instrumental that I'm like, what is this here for? Yeah. Well, it's definitely a departure from well, the norm. I yeah, and I mean, like how you how you mentioned the Valley. Valley is easily my favorite Whitechapel album. Yeah, and I just felt like they took all the positive things that they heard about that album and said, "We're just gonna <laughs> yeah go with that and go even bigger about that." And I was like, that kind of felt like jumping the cliff <laughs> yeah yeah and not gradually changing um, i mean I, I agree with you to a sense like they definitely took their you know they probably did here oh well we have this uh you know we have this all these people saying oh well like you know they're impressed by phil's clean vocals mm-hmm. and he was like oh, you know more more songs like that and like you know they a lot of people clamored about like the emotional level of a lot of the songs and so he was probably like and yeah and i think that's why i appreciate it so much is like it's you know i love albums that you know one either make me feel good or just like you can feel the pain within like that's why i like the ginger album like clearly like you said that the wallflowers was written during lockdown clearly like she's writing from a part where she's like having stress like there's bad points in their life and I really appreciate it. But I, I completely get your criticisms. I, I do. So if I were to tell you that this one best deathcore album of the year? I mean, it probably shouldn't have. And do you think they just won based on their name? It's very possible. It happens all the time. <laughs> and this also is, the only, I think, the only album on here that I'm like, uh, the artwork is eh. I know what they're yeah. going for, but eh. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I was not a fan of the artwork. Yeah, I listened to this album three times, and then I kind of never went back to it until this. Yeah, I mean, I, I would check the album out again. I was probably never, you know, I don't think it... Oh, I, oh, I did. I still felt the same. major repeat, but, like, it was definitely enough to make it this high on the list for me, so... Yeah, so the, the one disagreement that we right now have is that as far as... Well, you had Lang, and then I had yeah, this. Well, that's that's building. That's what that is. Now, the funny thing is, is as far as with our list go, there's a funny, similar theme to all the albums for a little bit. So, because my next one is actually what I would say is my favorite deathcore album, and that's Lifeblood by Brand of Sacrifice. Oh, <laughs> 
this is one of the biggest leaps forward as far as album to album for me because I heard that their last album, God Hand, was really good. I checked it out. I thought it was okay. Um, and then there was, of course, a lot of hype for this one because they started getting recognition for that last album. And I was like, okay, well, we'll let's, see. let's see how it is. And uh, I was blown away by this. Uh, I found it to be a giant progress forward. Um, funny enough, this band actually started out as a progressive death metal band. And then they decided to cut because they didn't feel like they were up to snuff uh, music-wise. Yeah. As far as like with like bands like Opeth and stuff like that, yeah. And they decided to draw inspiration from one of their favorite, wait for a Damon, animes called Berserk, yeah. which is a very violent show. Um, and so their theme wise went with that. And here we have like this true like new kind of school deathcore with this vocalist that has like. I don't know, three different voices. Um, and then they also have, like, veterans coming in that have now been getting on the scene. Uh, like, they got the singer from uh, Shadow of Intent on a song here called yeah. Mortal. Um, but this felt like they had, like, good rhythm and they built up songs and they had good courses, too. Um, like, the title track, uh, Lifeblood, that middle part breakdown where they go in, that is easily like a crowd thing. Yeah. Like, it builds and builds, and then he just goes, You are my lifeblood. <laughs> um, also, Demon King is a big one that I listen to a lot. That's actually my Animal. favorite song, is Demon yeah. King. <clears throat> um, yeah. I, I would say this is easy. And like I mentioned, this was not a strong year for Deathcore. The two things that Deathcore came out this year that I listened to was this and uh, Lauren Shore. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have much to say about the album. I, I do. I actually, after listening to it, I do think it's a solid album, and I could definitely see why you would want it to win Death Core Album of the Year. Like, arguably, I think it probably should have, actually. It's, it's a very good album. My only complaint, I would say, is they have a lot of vocalists, like guest vocalists in mm -hmm. it, and, you know, that can be... I mean, I think they did it well... But sometimes, like, bands ride on that. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't feel like they did, but there was a couple tracks they were like, you could have just took that guy out. Like, I mean, you know, it's not really that not that bad of a complaint, but, you know, if I would give it any kind of criticism, that would be my only criticism. But other than that, yeah, no, it's a solid album. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to your next one, which was... Call of the Wild by Powell. So this album was, you had, had given me a list, and like this was on one of them, and I didn't know what to expect. Like I saw it, and I assumed it was going to be like, you know, I assumed something different, actually. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, okay. Like, 
I started listening to it, and then, like, I'm like, this sounds like I'm on a fucking pirate ship, and we're all just getting drunk and, like, fighting each other. I was like, this sounds amazing. Like, I really did. I was like, okay, like, I really started to kind of jam out to it because, uh, I mean, it just, it's fun. It's fun. It's really fun. Like, I love pirate metal. Pirate metal's fun. And this is, this is another despite, album that's despite fun. Despite the fact that it's not pirate metal. Yeah, it, it does. It, the thing is, it's not, but it, it feels like pirate metal. Like, I can, I can, this is what I imagined in my head as I was listening. Like, I try to visualize things when I listen to them. And, like, I visualize just a bunch of, like, pirates with guitars. Like, that's what came to my head. And my favorite... And when you look at them... <laughs> yeah, exactly! So, easily, probably my favorite album... Uh, favorite song on the album is probably Blood for Blood. Hmm. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, like the guitar works great in it. And I mean, you know, like like you said, look at the music video. Like, it's hard not to like look at the guys and go, <laughs> okay, like. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's a fun time. Like, if you just enjoy, just like, you know. If you like what you heard and you're like, wow, this sounds like actually something I would like, you'd probably like it. Like, check it out for sure. Okay, so uh, you know, you remember how I told you that the last knife was small? Yeah. This is the biggest knife. Because <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved this album. Uh, I I had heard of Power Wolf, but I never really checked them out. Uh, our uh, buddy, Mr. Saul Phoenix, George, is also a big fan of them. I can see and, why, actually. Uh, when you look at them, you think that they're going to be like some kind of black metal because they got the corpse paint and stuff yeah. on. And then they're just this over-the-top, almost bordering on power metal. Yeah. Because they have like a lot well, of... Songs that are like ballads, almost. Almost, yeah. But they have like a lot of like chorus hooks, you know, easily. The, the clip I played, yeah, Dancing Sting with the Dead, the dead. that is a crowd thing that I see in the future. Um they also though have a lot of religious themes in their music yeah. like in that clip he mentions the pentagram and uh what is it beast of galavand there's definitely talks of like you know that mixed with werewolf themed yeah um that's actually so the, like you say it's corpse paint but i actually think it's werewolf paint like yeah i mean fair enough um, they also, though, have a couple of songs on here, like, uh, if I'm pronouncing this right, Galabuxfoot, where he sings... I'm not even going to try, he, because he, I was going to say... He literally good. sings all in Latin. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And I also thought the title track, called The Wild, was also a big standout. Uh, yeah, I think the guitar work is great. I think he's a solid vocalist and lead man. Yeah. So... I just want to see them live. I want. To, I know they have to put on one hell of a show. Oh yeah, I bet. Like, there's just a couple bands where I'm like, I definitely have to, like, see them live, and that's definitely one of them. And on the actual deluxe version of this, they redid one of their biggest hit songs, but he doesn't sing it. Uh, Alanis Glaus from Arch Enemy sings yeah. it, and that was a solid remake of that song. So yeah. Uh, I literally have nothing bad to say yeah. <laughs> this album. I was just like, and after you talked about how much you liked it, I was like, it's going to be on your later list. It's going to be on your later list. <laughs> Damn it. But guess what? It meant I got to talk about it too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
Moving on to my next album, which, funny enough, as I mentioned, there's a little bit of a theme with our back-to-back albums. Yeah. And mine is, if I'm pronouncing them right, Ad Infinitum. Ad Infinitum. Uh, Chapter 2, Legacy. Yeah, it's actually... was also kind of a later arrival for me. I had started following this band actually last year because one of their videos came up and I was like, oh hey, you know, chick lead singer in a metal band. I'm always interested to see how this goes. And I listened to it and I was like, oh damn, she can do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These soaring vocals and this growl happening. Um, and my only thoughts on the last album was that I thought it was a great, like, uh, step to get your name out there but there also was a few tracks on there that weren't that great to me yeah um, this one I actually liked all the tracks um, they're a fusion of like gent with power metal because yeah. they kind of are a little bit like that ginger where they have like that kind of tong to their sound but because they're gent he'll play solos and most of the time he's playing a 12 string guitar <laughs> and they also happen to have a female vocalist that can do these ranges and i'm pretty sure she's a woman of color yeah she is she, um, which is very rare in the metal community nowadays and they also hail from switzerland that's even more surprising <laughs> yeah uh, the track that i played uh, unstoppable i think is a standout in it um, I also really liked, uh, surprisingly, Animals. Yeah. Um, e- even though I kind of started to feel like, okay, this is getting a little bit too uh, tech with like the like keyboards in the back. Yeah. But then they kind of start to go away. And at one point she does like this guttural part, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, as far as this, so this is a part two. Like this, this is definitely, yeah. like it's, it's called Chapter 2 Legacy. But, like, it's almost like a book. Like, that's what I... When you showed me the album cover, showed one of our friends at work that is a big book, and she was like, uh, that looks like a angsty teen novel. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, you're right. But my favorite song on it is probably um, My Justice, Your Pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I really dig. Like, her voice is very beautiful in that song. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of deep meaning within it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, overall, like this album, like again, never heard of them, but I listened to it and I'm like, you know, this is actually really solid. Like mm-hmm. it really is. I would also say that a standout to me is Afterlife, which features the vocalist Niles Milanen, who's also from another uh, like big supergroup, uh, Anna Maroff, with an also other lead vocalist who's a singer. And he does, like, all the high registers. I think that he's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this was another one that I was just like, okay, yes, they're continuing this, and they're improving. And, I, and again, this had songs that just would get out of my head. I had myself singing these courses yeah. in my head. So It's a fun album. Yeah. 
So yeah, that is mine. <laughs> and your next one? <laughs> My next one is Vengeance by Twelve Foot Ninja. So, arguably, this is quite possibly one of the funnest albums I've ever listened to. Um, when you introduced me, when you, you gave me the list, and <clears throat> it was actually the list that Powerwolf was on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I listened to Powerwolf, and you know, it's very piratey. Like, you know, you're just having a good time. You're just like, yo, ho, ho, kind of. And then, like, then the, uh, there's another album, which I'll get to that soon enough. Um, but then this one was on there, and I was like, I didn't know what to expect, because I didn't know, like, 12 Foot Ninja sounds goofy. <laughs> and then, like... The songs just start hitting, and then, like, there's one song called Shock to the System. Like, the song, like, it's kind of, like, techno-y, and then, like, at one point, it just turns into, like, a Disney villain musical. And I'm like, what am I listening to? And then, like, my favorite song is I Don't Know, because it just sounds like something from the 80s. Like, it just sounds like something, like, almost like, uh, I don't know, like a Rick Astley song or something. Like, it, it just, it's just so much fun, like... I was literally dancing to this album at work, like looking like an idiot because I don't care because I was just having such a fun time with this album. Like it's just so goofy and fun, and they clearly don't take themselves seriously by the music videos. <laughs> yeah. They clearly do not care about being silly and stupid. They just want to have a good time, play the music, and I love bands like that. I absolutely love and like the style. And it actually, you know, say what you want about the goofiness. The style changes are it's crazy. Like, it'll go from one thing to the next, but it's such a smooth transition that makes this album just so fucking fun to listen to. And I just have such a good damn vibe to listen to do it. Yeah, uh, I agree on pretty much most fronts of yours. Uh, I also just, like, when I, especially when I re-listened to it, I was like, wow, I'm actually, like, bobbing my head and just, like, almost laughing at the same time. Uh, yeah, I would say... Uh, like the clip I played, long, "Long Way Home" is a standout. I also like "I Don't Know." Um, I believe it was a uh, "Culture War" is another one that I also yeah. really enjoyed. Um, the only criticism I had on this album, I felt like they edited the ending a little bit wrong. I felt like "Tangled" and "Over and Out" should have been switched. That's fair. I think "Over and Out" was a much better outro track, but that's the mildest complaints yeah. I have. Again, like how you mentioned the videos, <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah, like, it's just ridiculous. They, 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 it, it's like that weird thing where it's like they aren't taking themselves too seriously, but they are they're taking, they're, they're taking seriousness about the music being good, but also having fun with the music. Yeah, you can make fun. Look at Weird Al. Weird, Weird Al is like the king of that. Like, he can make fun, funny, hilarious music, but the st- quality of that fun funny hilarious music mm. is high quality that's what i feel like these guys went with like they definitely just just enjoyed themselves and that's all i care about is i, I you know because i don't like to be sad and depressed all the time i love shit <laughs> like this like this this shit like it, it literally made my day better listening to it like i was having kind of a shitty day and like getting to that like 
at the end of the day, you're just fucking smiling and having a good time because you're like, I just had so much fun. Like, and that's all I care about is having fun. So if you heard this 12th and Ninja, you made this very depressed guy most of the time feel very good. Yeah. So good on me. Yeah. It, it was just, it just made me feel all warm inside and I love it. So moving on to my number five album of 2021 <laughs> is the mighty Gojira with Fortitude. This was easily in my top three of anticipated albums of the yeah. year because I have become a gigantic Gojira fan. They are definitely one of the big legends now, in my opinion, as far as definitely with progressive metal. Um, uh, and with songs like Amazonia, Born, Born Like This, um, Sphinx, Hold On, Another World. Newfound, I think, has the best breakdown in any song this year where you think it's over and then it's like uh, the gift of guilt yeah. where it's just like this just sonic, just boom and just head, bang, yes! Um, and again, the number one thing that I also really love and appreciate about this band is that the stuff they sing about. They are environmentally conscious, and they're yeah, like... That's one of the biggest we things. We have to save the fucking planet. And honestly, I think that's where they got their name. <laughs> yeah, they literally thing. did start out like Godzilla. They they were. And they also hail from France. We come from France. Yeah. Um, Which is weird, because, like, the French... Like, French music is... is very are you going to go after all French music? <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean, like, French like metal in general. Like, there's not a whole lot coming out of there that's, like... Oh, yeah, that's definitely a French band. But, like, this is one of them that I would be like, yeah, go here. And the singer said that they initially thought that because they were from France, that was going to be a giant hinder to them. I mean, he was and, probably right, but it didn't. And But he then said them. it probably is now better that we were from France because now we stand out more. Yeah, they definitely have a different style. It's, it's clear. Like, you can tell by someone. Like, you know, that's the one thing about Lang is, like, Although I didn't like it, it was definitely different than most things that I've heard. Mm-hmm. So, like, definitely growing up in a certain situation, a certain area, and, le- le- like, having growing up a certain way can lead you to possibly create different things. Yeah. Like, and that, that's, you know. Um, I, the only, and then uh, I also really liked the chant, which is, like, the one of the only ones where he does clean vocals. So, can I be honest? The chance my favorite song <laughs> because I'm, it, not it, disapp- I'm not surprised. It reminds me if the Beatles, you know how Mixed like every Floyd. every year that they would make music, like it was like they were making songs of that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like if they continue to play into music into the '90s. I feel like this is something they would come up with because like it's it, it kind of is like '90s esque, 
but it sounds like a Beatles song, but like it's really good. Like it's now the ironic thing about that is that the only reason this actually ended up making it to five, this could have easily probably ended up in my top three or top two because as I said, Amazon Amazonian is easily probably also my favorite song of the year. Um, Right before the chant, there's the title track Fortitude, where it's two minutes of bongo. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, you either had to cut this down or just get rid of this. I didn't feel like this kind of, I felt like it very struggled the album and just came to a yeah. halt. I mean, I know what they were going for, but it's just two minutes of nothing, in my opinion. Yeah. And... It, it does kind of have a feel like that it leads into the chant. It does, yeah. But I listened to the album also without hearing that, and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, you maybe could have ended the last song starting like that. Like, mm. if you knew you wanted to put that in the album, or you could have maybe started that light chant going on and then lead it into it so that would be a good transition instead of just having, like, a, its own self. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But... The music work on there, the drum work, everything is top-notch. And I like that they threw in solos on this album. Yep, number five for me, Gojira. Uh, So now moving on to your number four. Yes. uh, My number four is Violence Unimagined by Cannibal Corpse. So, this album was, it kind of, like, for me, it fell out of nowhere. <laughs> um, because, like, I, I, you know, same thing with the Gojira album. It just kind of popped up. And I was like, oh, they released an album. Okay. Like, and I love Cannibal Corpse. I love, uh, you know, Corpse Grinder. He is just such a sweet human being. He's the Brendan Fraser of, like, metal music. He really is. I feel like he is you fully realized. Yeah, like, he's just. He's, he's a good guy, and like they, Cannibal Corpse are, you know, you mentioned the word earlier, veteran. They are veterans of the metal music. Like they, they. I'm pretty sure this is their fifteenth album. <laughs> yeah, like they have been doing it a while, and you know, Corpse Grinder sounds good as ever. Like surprisingly, like you know, a lot of those vocalists, you know, especially when they're doing this kind of stuff, they're blown Br- out. By brutal, them. brutal death metal. <laughs> yeah, like they are destroyed, but. For some reason, I think it's just because his solid mass of a neck allows him to, you know, allow him to continue this. Um, But this album was just, it's it's heavy. It's brutal. Like, I think my favorite uh, uh, favorite song on it is the Surround Kill Devour. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just heavy. It's fun. Like, I like... I love Cannibal Corpse anyways. Like, they're, they're a fun band. Like, they're one of the few bands that even back in the day, I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like, 
And now? Could I guess what your introduction to them was? Ace Ventura? Hell yeah, it was. Because it was for everybody. <laughs> like, because, yeah, I was just like, you know, I love Ace Ventura's again. And like, I was just like, well, these guys are kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah. And then, like, I was told, that, hey, this cannibal corpse. I'm like, who? You know, I was a kid. I don't know. But it was fun. It was badass. Like, they still are badass. Mm-hmm. Still one of my favorite bands. Like, they, they would go down as probably one of my favorite bands of history. Like, they are still awesome. Yeah, uh... Interesting thing for probably you to know, if you didn't know, is that there was a major shift in this band for this album, uh, because their former lead guitarist kind of fell into some deep shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so the lead guitarist on here is also the guitarist of a band that he's been with for a while. Yeah. I just haven't really paid attention to them. They're called Hate Eternal. But he's also been the producer for three of their previous albums, so he knew them right away. And yeah. Uh, I initially when I listened to this I was like yep it's Cannibal Corpse yeah, yeah I mean you know <laughs> it's, it's just it's meat and potatoes brutal death metal yep 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 uh, I then revisited it and I started to actually notice actually a lot more nuances to the guitar work yeah because it is somebody from another band that does guitar work even though you know, he's worked with them, that probably helped. Yeah. And I felt like he's given them some energy back. Yeah. Because I thought the last album was okay. Yeah. Um, but there were some pretty awesome tracks on there. Um, and me being loving the old school death metal, I do love Campbell Corpse. It's hard not uh, to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're, the, I mean, they're the, literally like the granddaddies of this shit. Then like, uh, D aside, they are probably the they are the two highest selling death metal yeah. acts. D aside, however, has kind of fallen to the wayside yeah. because their quality has gone down. Whereas Cable Corpse has been pretty much. I mean, on they track. kind of been. It's been pretty much a straight line. There's like a couple of differences, you know, here and there, but like overall, you you know what you're getting, and they don't disappoint. Uh, yeah, I would also probably throw out their uh, what was it. Uh, Ritual Annihilation. Yeah. Yeah, that was another big one for me. Uh, yeah, and then I also just really liked Inhuman Harvest. That that yeah. breakdown is awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just only would ever say is, yep, it's them. They're not stretching themselves, but why would I? Why would they now? <laughs> yeah, like, there's no really point in, like, going too far out of the wayside. They... They did what they had to do. I mean, this is like they, they, they made music they wanted to make, and that's, you know, you know what you're getting into when you get into them, and that's what I appreciate about them. So, so moving on to my number four, which, funny enough, was another big anticipated extreme metal album, and that was Carcass <laughs> Torn Arteries. relatively new to Carcass a few years ago. I didn't really know about them. 
growing up, I, I didn't know about several of these bands growing up, uh, but they, I started to see why they are just a giant influence on the scene because yeah. they were the, the big grindcore scene yeah. when they first started. And then they got more progressive and technical as the years went on. And their last release, which was called Surgical Steel, that was like a giant stone for them. They, it said they are back from a giant hiatus because I think before that it was like almost 10 oh, years. Shit. They took a giant break. Um, and then this one comes out five years later and it shows, yep, <laughs> they are not only still carcass and they can do all this stuff, they're actually growing a little uh, because... Uh, I don't know them by name, but uh, the guitarist, if you had listened to their previous albums and this one, you hear more of like that bluesy element that he's throwing in there, like what uh, Kirk did for Metallica. Yeah. Um, Jeff Walker, who's the bassist and vocalist, who writes most of the songs, brings that gallows English humor into all that stuff that he writes about, which is why I feel like they're, they are also a big influence on like uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. Trevor is a huge fan of them. Um, Didn't you, uh, so like, if you, if you guys look at the album cover, mm -hmm. it's a heart made out of vegetables. <laughs> and didn't you say it's because they were, they turned vegan? Well, they no, no they, they actually have been vegetarian and almost vegan their entire career. Oh. So that was kind of like a play well, on there. I, I will say that this is probably one of my favorite album covers that yes. we've looked through today because... It's very it's just, simple. <laughs> it is, but it's cool. Like, it's really cool. Like, they really are... It's very detailed. Like, all the different, like, try, ways they're doing, like, arteries and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. coming from the heart. And, like, it's all just, like, peppers and shit. Like, I, I actually really think it's really cool. Uh, my favorite... I have two songs. Like, I, this album for me... It was alright. Like, I, I mean, I, I didn't love it or hate it. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, it's fun. Like, it's it's entertaining. Like, it's a good album, but it's it's just... Not something that I, I probably see myself going back to a bunch. Um, two songs did stick out to me: um, Eleanor Rigor Mortis mm -hmm. and Kelly's Mean Porium. Yeah. Those two were just fun songs. Like, and I was like, you know, I actually really like these. Um, they definitely, for me, stuck out the most. And I, I mean, I would say my favorite actually was "Wake Up and Smell the Carcass." <laughs> yeah, that was good too. Uh, like, the, the album's fine. Like, I'm not. I don't like again. I didn't really hate it. Like most of the albums, like we're pretty. I and I on a lot of things, um, so that probably doesn't help with podcasts like this. But I mean, overall, like yeah. But I I also though wanted to state I appreciate that they only brought over one song from their EP that they released, yeah. which was um, under the scalpel blade. Yeah. They didn't just put in everything that was on that EP, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, my number four, legendary carcass. Moving on to your number three. Which was? Volume 4, Numb the Ache, by Victims. I'm not a man, 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 I'
So, uh, for me, I actually found victims by accident. <laughs> because I was looking at, like, new upcoming albums. Uh, it was, like, new upcoming, like, or things. And, like, it was a, this was back in 2020. And their last album, Between Tragedy, Deadly Flowers, Bloom, uh, was dope. Uh, it might have been a single, but that song specifically stuck out. Like, I, I heard that, and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking cool. And then, like, I, I kept looking, and I remembered them. Like, I remembered, oh, that band. So I looked them up again, and then I saw they had released a new album. And I was like, okay, like, let's check it out. And I loved it. I was like, it's angry. It's hey, it's not very long, either. Uh, it's, let's see, 39 mm-hmm. minutes. Uh and that, that's, that's a good album for me. Like, I, I don't like albums that just drag. Like, there's some albums I am was like, oh, my God, like, whatever. But this is, it's a lot of songs in a short amount of time. So, like, the songs aren't very long. But uh, actually, the song you played is my favorite song off the album. Pull from the Heart. Yeah. Um, and I also do, like, Stab and Twist. Uh it's just it's a, some of it like they, they they switch your style up too like you know they're not all not all of them are like angry like but that song specifically just gets me pumped up I feel like I could punch a tree in half like just it makes me so fucking like amped but some of them like it slows down like I'm like okay like I dig it like I actually dig you know the style changes like I, I dig bands that a variety it keeps me interested in listening to it and honestly if the album was longer I wouldn't care so much because. A little bit of variety like it keeps the keeps it fresh um so like yeah that, that was my thing with it. i just i loved it it was fun it was you know like i said a bunch of songs short time like it was easy to listen to it got through fast like i didn't have to be like oh god it just yeah it was really good so this is the only one that you put down that i knew nothing about yeah so i was like okay well then this is actually serious homework for me because i had to listen to this <laughs> three times um, I, I, I did, I did enjoy it. Uh, I did get like different senses of like, this felt like a callback to like the grind core technical thing. Like they, they definitely gave me vibes of like Dillinger escape plan, yeah, which is one of my favorites like that. Um, then there's also some like new, new school elements, n- new metal because, and that's where I'm like, meh. Uh, intoxication, I thought, yeah, okay, but not really for me. And I also thought, uh, numb to the ache was also kind of just, eh. yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's fair. Th- those are the only ones that I was like, and also it's just like that. This is also not the one I'm gonna come back to as much. I mean, that, that's fair. I, and I, I'm glad though I put something different. Yeah, like, that that was honestly one of my goals was to try to broaden myself and there were some things that I didn't tell you about you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. specifically for that reason because I'm like you know I wasn't for sure one if you would like it but two I, I just wanted to especially knowing that we were trying to kind of keep things differentiated which will actually come into play in your next one mm-hmm. um, but I you know I'm glad that I picked something that was a little bit different and you know granted you know you said it was okay like you know i don't even care if you said you hated it it was just it's nice to have that little bit of misstep like it, it plays it's, it's good i i did it's not healthy. know and i also really appreciate that the drummer is a woman yeah i don't see that a whole lot yeah it's very rare and i dig it 
Um, so moving on to my number three, and this is where it, it, it changed. We, we weren't doing something that was kind of similar <laughs> because uh, while yours was kind of technical, fast, and all that stuff, this one was not like that. <laughs> uh, my uh, number three was from Hooded Menace, the Totemus Bell. Death Doom has become my personal favorite genre of metal to listen to because it harkens back to that Black Sabbath Doom metal, yeah. just heavier vocals and heavier this and everything. And within the past few years, Hooded Menace has become one of my now new favorite <laughs> metal bands. I now finally own two shirts. <laughs> um I love the tone of the guitar because that's the number one thing you got to nail if you're doing Death Room. Um, and what I give big props is the lead guitarist who does write, I think, majority of the music, uh, when they do their uh, stills for their photos, he's wearing a Van Halen shirt. Because <laughs> guess what? He knows good guitarists. Um, and they're out of Finland, and mostly it was started by one guy and I think your guitarist has now become kind of like the most permanent member um, but their last album before this I thought was an absolute masterpiece in Death Doom uh, the thing that made this stand out uh, to me is that it has this feeling of there's a sense of more fun actually because in the special version they do a Wasp cover <laughs> and it it's good. It, it's like it's great, and it's but it's also jarring at the same time. You're like, what? <laughs> You're doing a '80s cover, but then that kind of harkens back to the whole the fact that he's a Van Halen fan. Yeah. Um, I, and I would say my standout tracks are Blood Ornaments. I listen to that a whole lot, and then the track that I played, Those Who Ab Abuse the Night. Uh, they tend to end with like an instrumental which is called the Instruments of Slumber Fatality, which was also a good thing that would have been an epic closer. You just then get the cover song. Right. <laughs> so it's like that. Uh, I think the album artwork is pretty cool. Uh, as far, really cool. As, but as far as like the layout, I felt like they put the actual band name in the wrong spot. It kind of disappears, but that's my mild criticism of it. Um, again, it, it was hard to live up to the other one because I thought the other one was like a masterpiece. Yeah. But this one I listened to arguably more times, so, so I, I, my, I, I had to put this band on there. You want to know what my thoughts are on it? Oh, uh, should I? Actually, yeah, because I really like it. <laughs> the uh, tone that you gave it to me. But the thing, the, the thing that like I was hinting at, just to, you know, my last one was this was gonna be my number ten. <laughs> but I knew how much you loved it. The fact that like you don't. You own a lot of band shirts, but like you only own band shirts of bands you really like, and you wear your hood to minister a lot. And I was like, 
I would feel like a real piece of shit if I took this band and put it on there, so I well, gave you this one. Uh, it's this and Slipknot are the only bands that I have multiple shirts. Yeah, so I was like, you know, I, I, I gotta give him, I gotta give him one at least. Paul, and, thank you. Right? So, yeah, I actually really like this, and it would have made my list easily. It's just, I mean, <laughs> like, it's, I just, like I said, I didn't want to do that to you, but my favorite song is actually the one you played, the Those Who Absorbed the Night. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just a fun, very melodic, like, it is, it's, I don't know, it's a very beautifully done song. Mm-hmm. And, like, their guitarist is, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, he really can put some, like, and I, I definitely get, you know, you mentioned bands like Black Sabbath and Van Halen. I can see, honestly, why they probably, they probably get a lot from those bands, because you can just tell by the, even just, like, the guitar work. Like, and, and funny enough, at one point, those bands toured together. <laughs> It's like yeah. they matched. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. Uh, so now we're on to the big two. Yeah. And what was your number two album of twenty twenty? I'm sure you're not surprised that this uh, made number two. Actually, I mean, you're probably surprised it didn't make number one. But it's Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream Two by Ice Nine Kills. backstory about this band i was told about this band um in 2017 and it was their album uh every trick in the book and i checked it out because you know i'm a big fan of like uh, i'm a big fan of books i like books and yeah uh but you know i'm I, i i'm not a huge reader but i do enjoy the classics and i was told hey they have this thing and there's a song about the exorcist and about carrie and about Dracula and like all this other cool shit. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. And then I was told, hey, Einstein's releasing a new song. And I'm like, oh yeah, what's it about? Like I thought it was gonna be another about another book or something. No, they said it's about Freddy Krueger. It's about Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, okay, like, and you know, and finally it came down to the day, 2018 in October, they released The Silver Scream. And that was arguably probably my favorite album of the year. I never played an album so much. And then it went years, and we finally got a notion. We finally got a single, Hip to Be Scared, based on American Psycho. And I fucking loved it. I was just jumping up and down because I, I had my phone out waiting. I was like, we're going to hear new music finally. And, well, I mean, just the notion, this was my most played band of the year. I listened to him for like... 52 hours or something, not 50 hours, but like 52,000 minutes or some something fucking ridiculous, like over the top. And I was worried because it's hard to live up to a good album. We've talked about this multiple times in this podcast alone. And I think, honestly, they lived up to it. They made a album that I feel like is just as good, just as fun. Uh, there's, in fact, 
the last album had maybe two or three skippable songs now. Now this album, honestly, there's only one that I just am not a big fan of, but, like, it's still a pretty decent song. It's just, I could skip it, and that's the only one. So I'll give it that. My favorite songs, I, I'm really torn. Um, I really like Take Your Pick, which is featuring Corpse Grinder. Um, it's almost like Corpse Grinder is a big thing right? for you. It's heavy. It's angry. It's based on My Bloody Valentine. Great. Uh, Fair World of Flesh is another one that I've started to really love. And honestly, their original track that's not based on anything, um, Welcome to Horrorwood. Like, it's a, it's a song. It explains the album. It's a good opener. It's fun. It's a love letter to the fans, almost. Like, I really appreciate the song. And I appreciate Ice Nine. If I could ever meet them again, I, I just would tell them how much I appreciate their music and how much it has really just helped me just you know, make it through. And that, that's and that's all I really got to say. Okay, well, here's going to be a little bit of a difference here. Because <laughs> uh, this one was not as good as the last album, in my opinion. Um, I felt like the separation of so many of the members now, the fact that Spencer is the only one now, I kind of have this feeling that they're not all gelled together right now. And like you, I probably would say my favorite track is Welcome to Horrorwood because it's their original song. It's not based on anything. Yeah. It's poke and it's also poking fun at Hollywood, you know. The only place that you can get a job being a hack. Yeah. Um I also would say another standout to me is the shower scene. I do really Psych like Psycho song. Uh, Hip to be scared is also a big one for me. Um, I do like Farewell to Flesh, but I don't feel like it's as as epic closer as it was the, yeah, it is that, the end. It is the end is definitely a better closer for an album because one, it's called It Is the End, um, but two, it's just the way it branches off towards the end, like as but, opposed to the song goes on. But here, here, here's some of my song issues. Um, I don't think we need the intro track. Oh, yeah. I I get exactly what you're saying. It's not even on my same playlist. I I understand that. <laughs> um, I, I'm still iffy on Rainy Day, but it's not as terrible to me now. Um, I also kind of though feel like that's also a slight... If they're saying that everything is based off of a horror movie, this is kind of a cheat. Because they're talking about the video game and not the movie. Uh, well, I I, th I believe that Rain is a character from the movies. Like, um, I, I think there's a balance. But yeah, that's I mean that's I guess fair. But it, I mean if you want to argue that too, the last one had a song about Edward Scissorhands, and I like that song. <laughs> I mean it's a good song, but it's you know you could argue that um, it's not even a horror movie. I would also say well gothic horror. Uh, I would also say I easily can always skip fly. Yeah, that's my I, that's my skip um, every time. Like I, I just the, the I listened I listened to it on in fact on the way here I listened to it because it's it's okay it's okay it's it's, it's okay song it's just if I'm listening to all the other songs like I can listen to all the other songs I'm like yeah you know this is fun catchy uh, that one just is just it sticks out it's like wow this I, is kind of weird. I also didn't really care for worst vacation. See, I like that one, too. And Ex Mortis didn't feel like a song. Really? It, it felt like they just shoved in a bunch of references from Evil Dead. 
I, I, I dig it because it's more of a, a it throws in something that like you know it wouldn't make sense for a super heavy song to be about X, you know about be about the Evil Dead. Evil Dead's like it's a country. Yeah, like but it's a, but you didn't have to just make it like fully just references. I feel like there that's all it was. It was just references, and not as much as clever writing. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's, that's that's fair. Um yeah, so I I personally felt like the last album was much better, but. I completely knew and I understand that this was going to make your top ten because I oh, know you're... Easily. I, you're I, well, I mean, I couldn't shut up about it. So that's, <laughs> that's a, Trust me, you're wearing a shirt right now. Yeah. I, and I how many of those do you own? Uh, I don't want to talk about how many is coming in the mail either, so... Other than that, <laughs> let's now move on to my number two album of the year. And that was another one from the Giants, Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Mastodon is also one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, I love how they've gone from this like kind of progressive-ish death metal group to this full-on progressive like giant that they are now, where they pull in obvious influences from Pink Floyd. I can definitely see all Pink Floyd those other things. Um, it it had been a couple of years, but. Uh, this they finally released uh, Hush and Grim, which is based around them going through after they lost their manager, um, who was a big part of the band actually. And a number of songs after I listened to them, I could feel that torment in which like that goes back to one of my favorites, Tear Drinker, which has a definite Pink Floyd vibe, yeah. and those lyrics, whew, uh, pushing the tides. I really like that fast beat. Uh, Peace and Tranquility, I thought, was another standout. Um, this is also the longest album, I think, on here. It could make competition for another one. And the fact that it was that long, and I never felt bored, I didn't feel like it dragged too much. I, I saw a f- few people like complaining that the last half kind of drags a little. Uh, I, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that drag. Um and another big standout to me is that the drummer is taking more vocal and i think he's a very good vocalist uh and the lead guitarist he said i don't want to do as much vocals i want to focus more on guitars and these are some of the best guitar riffs and solos he's written uh so yeah and i've seen these guys live and they are definitely one of those bands where it's like we don't do anything flashy we're just playing the music and you know what? I appreciate that. It was a nice change. Uh, some don't like the changes they've gone through. My mom has now become a fan of them, and my dad has become a fan of them now. So, well, the tides have turned, literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what uh, did you think? Uh, so, 
I actually really liked the album. I, I really did. It was... I, I would agree with you. I don't feel like it drags at all. Like, hour and 26 minutes, yeah, that can be a long album. But again, if done correctly, you're not going to feel like you've been listening to something for an hour and 26 minutes. And my favorite song is Eyes of the Serpents. Yeah. Like, it's literally, like, it's a song that, like, I feel like it could almost bring tears to my eyes. Like, it, it is very sad. Like, you can you can feel, like, there's not many things that, like, will really, like, get me emotionally, but uh, music that is clearly, like, painful. This is also the first album that they've done where they ended with strings. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Um... Like, it, you know, bringing it back to Whitechapel, when the demon defiles a witch, that ending of that, same thing. It's very emotional, and clearly you can feel, like, the hurt in his voice. And, like, I, I really appreciate when bands, like, you know, it shows that you really care about what you're doing. And Mastodon showed... Like, and, what, and what he meant to them. Yeah, like, and so Mastodon really showed how much they, you know, emotionally have went through to create this beautiful music for us. Yeah, I felt like that they did what Paradise Lost did for last year. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's now come to the epic conclusion. Our number what? one. Number one of the year. And Damon, what was your number one album of the year? So, my number one album of the year is kind of a... I don't know how to explain this. It, it definitely threw me for a loop. Um, because, You're again... Welcome. Yeah, it was from you, and I, I gotta and I gotta say thank you again because the album, like I've said this a few times already, I love albums that are stylistically crazy, over the top, like you know, there's weird things come in, and then bam, he hits me with "Colors Two by Between the Buried and Me." This album, stylistically, this is probably one of the most crazy albums. Mm-hmm. Probably like the styles go over the top. Like in the inch, there's so many weird instruments in it. Uh, my favorite song is probably "Fix the Air." Fix the Air, yeah. That's the one. It starts off and then it just jumps into fucking like uh, like church organ, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, also, this features four different drummers. Yeah, like it's just like. What the fuck am I listening to? Because it's just here, bop, 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 bop. Like it just, you're just like, okay, like, and then it's just, it's all the whole album's like that though. It's just weird stylistic choices that you're like, why does this work? I don't know why this works, but it works, and it's awesome. And like this is this is what this band did for me. Like I'm listening to it, and it was like it was in the same breath. Like that whole day for music was just great for me because it was powerful. <laughs> this. And that's why I said this was the second album that came in, and then that's when Vengeance just, it all culminated in me feeling good that day. Because there was just so much just all over the top. Like, I just had to stop being a bunch of times. So I'm like, what the fuck did you give me to listen to? Because, like, 
I told you, it, between the buried yeah, and me. <laughs> it's just like, it's so weird, but like, it's so fun. Like, especially transitioning from Power Wolf. It's like, it's all, Power Wolf's pretty much the same thing. Like, I mean, they, 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 but it's just like, you know what you're getting with them. Like, this was just like, what? <laughs> and I listened to the last album, and like, the last album was good, but it was like, it's just, this, this album, like, it's like they all took a bunch of drugs and were like, let's make music. Like, I don't know. I love it, though. It's, it's just fun. It's technically fun. Like, had you heard of them before? No. Okay. Because, did you know this was a sequel? No. Colors? Well, I, assu- I assumed it was when it was called Colors 2. Co- I was like, Co- Colors, because, again, I was not, I've not been too familiar with Between the Buried and Me. I knew of them. Yeah. I've been going to some of their discography and learning a little bit more about them. Colors is like the big game changer they put out where yeah. like they put their name and stamp like we are like probably like the new kings of progressive metal. Yeah. And they wrote a song for every color. This was a continuation of that. And when they said they were making Colors 2, their next album, everybody in that progressive community was like, "What? You're going to dare try to compete with the masterpiece that you released?" They're like, yeah. And guess what? Uh, they did. <laughs> like, have you heard it, though? Uh, I would say it's a good companion. They're both equal. I, I think I listened to an album maybe before that then. I don't. I didn't listen to the original. Yeah, I think you listened to Am- Amada or yeah. something like that. Yeah, which is the other double album they um, did. But this, yeah, this, this album was like, it literally, again, came out of nowhere because it was just like, here's an album, listen to this. And I did, and I just fucking, it just blew me away. What? Like, stylistic. When they when they were asked uh, what other like you know musical influences are you gonna put on this like how many are you gonna put on me he just went all of them yeah like he was like there's, he was dis- there's disco there's funk yeah exactly like there's literally so many different genres of music within this album it's it's nuts like uh, like the church organ thing really just blew me oh like I about fell down I was like why is there a church organ playing in this I'm like okay but then it's just like Okay, we're playing, like, it, it reminds me, actually, of, uh, like, you ever seen the videos of, like, the all-black churches? Yeah. Where, like, this guy's dancing around, and there's some guy on, like, the organ that's fucking going to town. That's what it, this reminds me of, like, that certain song, Fix the Era, because it's just like, whoa, okay, like, it just sounds like something you just see that and people doing backflips and shit, like, it um, just seems so fun. I would say Fix the Era is also a big one for me. Uh, I also like what I played, uh, The Future is Behind Us. Yeah. And funny enough... The Double Helix Extraction. <laughs> Guess what? My mom really likes that song. <laughs> that was a little surprising, but... Yeah. Uh, th- this just also suffered from the fact that I did not revisit this album as much. Funny enough, though, it came out ten days before my birthday. And then Hooded Menace's album came out three days before my birthday. So it's almost like I got a treat and a gift from the, big- one, the biggest progressive <laughs> band and the biggest death doom. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and as I said, the length can sometimes maybe feel like it, but if you're not used to the length between the buried and me now, you're never going to be. <laughs> they do make long albums. Uh, I say, again, this fits right there with Colors. I don't know if yeah. it's better than Colors. Uh, I would suggest I made a actually playlist on there on Spotify called Colors One and Two. <laughs> I'll have to check out the first Colors and you know I'll get back with you on that one. But yeah, no, if it's as good as this one, then holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so now we come to my number one album of the year. 
And that turned out to be pretty easy for me because it was Bewitcher, Cursed by Thy Kingdom. Um, this is some satanic speed metal, um, and their last album that came out I thought was really, was pretty damn good, so I was excited when I found out they were releasing another one, and oddly enough, stylistically wise, this is a little bit different, because the last album had kind of more atmospheric quality to it, like, of, like, impending Satanism, This one, it felt like they took some inspirations from other things because they kind of made it a little bit more raw sounding. Yeah. Like kind of calls back to like a little bit like a black Yeah, like OG style. Um, But they kept uh, their style playing wise still the same. It's a three-piece band. Yeah. The lead guitarist is also the singer. And I loved the bass work. I thought the drummer was also very good at just getting in like these little things but not going over the top. And but, another singer of color, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and easily tracks to me that stand out. Ones I played, Satanic Magic Attack, Death Returns, I thought was a solid way to basically open that. This is also the only album I think I have on here where the opening intro fits. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Electric Phantasm, Phantasms, I thought was a standout. Um, and also, Cursed by Thy Kingdom, I thought were big things. But the fact that I had this so high up on the number of songs that I listened to this year, and I have the cassette also. Yeah, I actually really dig the cassette. I like how they like changed it. It's like it kind of reminds me of like the seventies, all like the weird yeah. like coffee things. <laughs> like you would mm-hmm. find like this kind of reminds me of. But it fits very well. It's a cool looking album. And his singing and delivery wise is different than most of the ones I was listening to because the amount of words that he could get out and not like lose the pitch or whatever like some might actually like break it at a certain point yeah. like, don't close your eyes hold your back erase the satanic magic deck no he's just like I'm gonna keep going <laughs> yeah I know so my two favorite songs are the electric phantoms and then satanic magic attack I, mm-hmm. I think those are both fun they're fun to listen to this falls under the the album that I actually, you know, it's fun. Like, it's entertaining. Like, I, I would definitely probably listen to it again. I listened to it more than, like, uh, the last album we had the difference on. <laughs> like, you know, for sure, like, I would definitely probably listen to it a couple times. Like, I mean, I don't see it being my, like, go-to. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's fun. The singer's great. Like, you know, and I appreciate, the, the like, you know, the raw sounding. Like, because that's the one thing I like about... <clears throat> OG black metal like that was like a big thing like that's the raw sounding you know even the way they recorded was very just raw in your face like you'd get the tapes and you'd be like okay this was clearly recorded in a basement somewhere you know like (laughs) um and I was so mad when I found out that they were going to be in Indy and I wasn't going to get to see them uh, yeah 
the one chance that they're probably going to come to Indy. Like, I think that they're from Portland, so. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Oregon's not that far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, this also had a little bit of like a thrash element and it was between this and, uh, enforced for me for like kind of thrashy, but enforced just kind of had a few things on the album that dropped it down for me. But yeah, yeah, I, I dug this album so much. I listened to it a whole lot. Uh, and clearly that I'm want to support this band so much. Uh, I just also now want to get a shirt of that. (laughs) Yeah. Last I saw they were in limited supply. I bet they are. I, you know, I, can I be honest? I actually thought Hood of Menace was going to be our one. When I saw this, I was like, okay. Well, again, it's just like once the Mastodon album came out, I was just, that was I was so stoked for that. And you're like, this has to go high, and then you're like, and, damn it, damn and, it. And and when I when I realized that how much I was listening to Bewitcher, I was like, yeah, they're they're becoming a big one for me. Um, Fair enough. I just also want to throw out there some other ones that I thought were standouts. Uh, Lock, and I'm just gonna say the name of the bands. Lock Up is another solid one. That's like a grindcore style. Worm, they were a big contender against Hooded Menace for Doom for me. Knife, I mentioned them briefly to you. Yeah, actually, well, I actually, you know, because with the accidental flip flop, um, I listened to the Knife album <laughs> and actually, I kind of like, I kind of dug it. Actually, like the title track is pretty cool, but it, it falls under. Uh, bad company for me because it's just like it's bad company by bad company on bad company well it's knife by knife on knife <laughs> there's even a song called knife yeah. <laughs> um mortiferum i think that they're another death doom band that's following like the menace style Gen- genocide pack um swallow the sun i think you'd really like them they're, yeah yeah they're i've never heard of any of these people <laughs> um, 200 stab wounds <laughs> oh boy just 200 uh, yeah, Obscura, they're still great Teth deck band. Um, Tech heavy, deck. yeah. I used to play those as a kid. <laughs> heavy Sentence, I know that you really like that one. Yeah. And uh, KK's Priest. I did a lot. That one was okay. Like it wasn't my biggest favorite, but that felt all right. I mean, yeah, that's why that fell to the weight. King Woman me. was really good too. Yeah, King Woman um, was also really. Good. And I honestly want to throw this out because we actually had this discussion. I finally got to check out some of it. I want to throw some like props to Adele. Like you know what? Oddly enough, I was gonna say now. One thing I want to say is Adele's album is the only one that I listened to that I actually got emotional. <laughs> like honestly, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was because like I don't listen to pop music. Like obviously, like not, when most of my music like there's some things that are maybe even mildly close to pop. Like it's just, but even then, like there's just not a whole lot of pop coming out of my playlist. But she is such a beautiful fucking singer. Mm-hmm. Jesus, like this album that she put out recently, thirty. Like, I could probably, I could probably check it out. You know, it's not going to be my top because, like, you know, there was there was metal. There was only one track on there that I was not a fan of. Yeah, but like, but overall, like, it's a pretty solid album. I, the, literally, the song "My Little Love," I almost started to tear. Like, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like I don't know. She's. She just she has she definitely is one of the better female singers that we have around nowadays. Like honestly, um, so there you go, guys. We just don't listen to metal. <laughs> yeah, like we we try to open up our you know reaches to like listen to other things besides like just ah! like you know we we enjoy other things besides yeah, just yeah. screaming. Yeah, sometimes I'm like yeah, like see we variety <laughs> or like. 
So, I mean, you know, like, there, there is, I can appreciate, even if it's not my style of music, I can appreciate good music. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's one thing I give her. She's, she definitely has a beautiful voice. Um, and do we have any big disappoint, disappointments of the year? I mean, if you want me to tell you my least favorite album, that's pretty damn fucking easy. Yeah, what's your least favorite it's album? It's Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's probably titled, Still Sucks. <laughs> I don't, like... Yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to it for a good reason, <laughs> because I, I don't like Limp Bizkit that much anyway. So that was our best albums of the year. Uh, thank you, Damon, for once again joining, and hope to continue more stuff like this in the future. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's you know it's a good time always coming here, and I'm glad that we actually can get some stuff done. And It's been a long time, so... Long year. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I'm glad for it to be over. Like, 2022 doesn't look too much better, but... At least it's not 2021, and I'm going to say that in 2023 about 2022, so it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, if and I know that you don't like to plug anything, so I won't even ask. So, your last final send-off? Uh, again, just, you know, like I said in the last video, just send some good vibes. Video? Yeah. Um, send some good vibes to people in Kentucky, man. That, that shit sucks. Like, I, I do feel bad for them because, like, you know, acts of nature, you, there's nothing you can do. Like, and for something that bad to happen, and especially so close to Christmas, it's fucked up. So, um, I guess enjoy your pagan holidays. So, yeah. Uh, Till next time, we have Spider Man coming up. Uh, you might missed that recording of that review from me so but you have something going on but i can't wait to hear because uh, unless it's a giant disappointment i'm i'm predicting it's gonna be on your best of the year probably yeah uh, i'm so excited for this movie i literally haven't shut up about it and i'm not going to shut up about it until i go watch it i'll be sitting in the seat talking about man this movie needs to start like right now i'm gonna be fully erect uh, i am so ready which you know is it you know maybe yeah but anywho, it's just, I'm very excited. I've been excited for this movie since I heard about it. And, you know, with all the people coming back, like, I'm just so excited that all this stuff is coming out. Like, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy that this is, you know, even if things don't go the way I want, I'm still probably going to be just happy to be there because it's going to be with a bunch of people I like to be with. And we're all going to have just a good time watching a movie. If it's bad, we can sit and talk shit about it. If it's good, we can all sit and, like, high-five each other. So. Just stay away from your penis. I don't make guarantees. But, and I can't make guarantees for any of the other people. So, Ian, you might want to worry. So, until next time, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at GuyOloco89. Please follow this wherever you get your podcasts, and please spread it around. We are getting closer to 1,000 plays. Ooh. And who knows? I might ask to see, do you guys want to have something special for that? Also, as a small preview to, to also let you know, one thing I've been thinking about as far as for a music thing is to talk about albums you grew up with. Oh, boy. And how have they held up? <laughs> That's going to take a little bit. <laughs> oh, I got some real butt squeezers. So. so until then, see you guys next time. Yep, send all your good vibes towards Kentucky, and hopefully it doesn't get much worse this year. <laughs> till then, bye.